0: that you definitely didn't ask to be invited on in the hopes that you too would like to be Average, average girls Average and only yeah. Average and only yeah. yeah Hey everybody Yeah There you go, thank you, I was hoping you would do that
1: it was so sad the other day, one of my coworkers who, it's like one of our directors, so they're older. They were singing a certain line to a Backstreet Boys song in my friend's office that I was in, and one of our other coworkers were in there. So there's three of us in the office, and our one of our directors walked in. <laughs> Sorry. Horrible <teller. laughs> horrible to- storyteller. I, I was just trying to follow. Storyteller. Um, that too? Anyways, he walks in and says a line. Um to a Backstreet Boys song, and I'm the only one who knew what it was.
0: What was it? Do you remember the line? No.
1: It was "Quit playing games with my heart."
0: No one else knew that.
1: No one else knew that.
0: That's upsetting.
1: It's very sad. Who do we who do we complain about that to? I don't know. If you know that that line, and Joe Biden. Were... I thought things were supposed to get better. <laughs> Thanks a lot,
0: Joe Biden. Thanks a lot, Joe Biden. Nobody knows the words to Backstreet Boys songs anymore. Is this is what you, you wanted.
1: Were born in oh, 2000.
0: Or later, and
1: you know what that song is? DM us. What are we gonna do? <laughs> Acknowledge them as superior. we we'll kiss you on the forehead. Yeah. Well, depends on who you are. Okay, I'll kiss you on the forehead. I don't discriminate. Uh, I don't she does. discriminate. I never said which people group I would kiss and which I wouldn't.
0: Doesn't mean you're not discriminating. You just didn't say who you were discriminating against. No. Okay. So let's do the hot. Tea. <laughs>
1: No, you're wrong. I have sneeze. Um, Okay. Right. Our hot take is you're at a dinner table. <laughs> right. Okay. You're at, bless you. I almost said excuse you. Thank you. Um, you're at a dinner table uh-huh. and you get to invite two singers <laughs> and two actors. Oh,
0: just have dinner. Yeah. Just like don't overthink it. Hmm. Singer Taylor Swift. You knew I was gonna do it. Lizzo. Okay. Um. Actors Timothy Chalamet and shit. <laughs> um. This is gonna be a weird table. Uh. Timothy Chalamet. I'm trying to think if I want another guy. I feel like I need another guy you can do whatever you want um no i know but i want another guy i just have so many options it's kind of hard <laughs> um can we count harry styles as an actor because he wasn't dunkirk no oh, i knew that was gonna happen um michael b jordan
1: michael b jordan
0: okay you have to tell me that that was a good list Even yeah. okay thank you what's yours you're looking through Spotify?
1: Yeah, I'm trying to think. Um, I love to ask questions. I don't know. Well, yeah, that's I kind of the to. way it goes down. Can I guess some of yours?
0: Yeah, sure. Um, I feel like you would have, well, you'd have SZA. Yeah,
1: I was debating, debating. <laughs> I was debating between SZA or her.
0: Mm, okay, okay. Would you throw like a, I wanna look for Rihanna in there or something? I love Rihanna. She would be a lot of fun. She would be fun. That's what I'm thinking. I'm trying to think of who'd be a good hang. Hmm.
1: I think I like her though because well, and I don't know. I think SZA would be a good time, and she'd be like interesting to talk to. Also true. Yeah. Like good at conversation. Yep. Um, I. Think, I have no idea who your actress would be though. Yeah, I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, I think I do actually i don't know okay so i'm gonna go sizza because i think she'd be fun and serious which is like yeah my favorite type of person um and then for like a guy artist
0: i mean it doesn't have to be a guy it could be another girl okay
1: then maybe i would do like snow allegra i love her her voice is butter You don't know who that is. Mm -mm. I was going to try to play it cool, but I I don't think I can. No, it's okay. I don't really know that much about her personality, which is why I think I'm a little bit drawn to her because I think she's Mm -hmm. a little bit more mysterious. But I think she's like so talented. I would love to like pick her brain. Okay, fair. Um, And she's, I mean, her and Cesar are both gorgeous. So
0: Um, (laughs) They're there just so I
1: can look at them. (laughs) Pretty much. Um, if I were to do dinner with actors, oh,
0: um, okay,
1: weirdly enough, I'm going to regret this decision, like who I'm picking, I'm going to think of whoever I like actually would want to sit down with on my car at home after this. Mm -hmm. Um, but I actually do think that I would stick by this one, Shailene Woodley.
0: Okay, you do love Shailene Woodley. I do too.
1: I really like Shailene Woodley. I think she's a great actress, but I think she's a great person. Like she's been involved in a lot of things that she like personally cares about. She's been arrested for. She has? Yeah. She did a lot of, I think it was protesting at the uh, Flint, Michigan, like water. Mm. Water crisis. Crisis. Yeah. Um, She got arrested there. But I I like her because she's low key. She's about the causes that she actually really cares about. Mm -hmm. She's not necessarily as loud of an activist on social media per se, but she's out there like actually doing Doing it, it, which I think says something about not performative not being performative and not being like a white savior, Mm -hmm. which I really respect because she's just doing it because she wants to not to get like media attention for it, which I think is something that other white women can learn from. Yeah. Um, And her voice is beautiful. Like I love the way she sounds. So (laughs) I think, I don't know. I think she's cool. She's really weird. She's super earthy. Like, makes her own... This sounds like this would be
0: an interesting table. I feel like you guys are going to have some cool conversations.
1: Yeah. She, um in one of her, like, red carpet events, she wore no makeup but lipstick, and she made the lipstick out of, like, I want to say <laughs> plums or prunes <laughs> or beets. Beets have, like, that really oh, pinky color. Yeah. But she, like, home makes a bunch of shit. I mean, <laughs> she, like, home makes a bunch of stuff, which I'm not, like, necessarily into... <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. I'm not going
0: like- to. I mean, I'm not making I'm my lipstick out of pizza, but someone should. Yeah. <laughs> if you can, you should.
1: And I'm not going to, like, make homemade toothpaste. Mm-hmm.
0: But, like,
1: I love that she's all for sustainability and is, like, again, actually yeah. doing it because
0: it's something that she's okay, interested who's, in. Who's your next person? <laughs> I love Shaylene then- Woodley, but I'm sick of her toothpaste right now.
1: I don't even think she makes her own toothpaste. I just <laughs> said that as an example
0: because I knew someone from home
1: who made their own toothpaste.
0: Okay, um, my
1: sister does. Mm, the other one, I feel like I should throw a
0: boy in there, but I feel like now you've already created girls' dinner.
1: <laughs> no, I want
0: to. I want to do that. Could hang with those girls. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. There's just a crow outside my window <laughs> right now. Just it's like the, it's like the daytime version of a cricket.
1: Do you know who I'm thinking of? Which I don't know why. Why? Seth Rogen.
0: Okay, but wait, actually, that kind of sounds awesome. All of those girls, and then Seth Rogen, but he just smoked before he came. So he's ready to talk, man.
1: Yeah, well, I think he could hang with, like, it's an interesting bunch. Oh, 100%. So I think the hang. conversation's going to be awesome. He's, like, creative enough in his own way to, like,
0: uh, I'm kind of mad things. that yours is, like, like well thought out and mine is just people that I want to talk to. Mine is I just not threw well, them all in the same Mine room. is not
1: well thought out. I just came up with all of them. But, right I mean, now. I feel like it, it It's cohesive. Yes. Like, it makes sense.
0: It makes sense except for Seth Rogen, which somehow also makes sense. He does. He does make he sense. He does make sense. I would I would want to hang out with him just on a regular day. I, I'm i kind of mad you picked him first. All of those people to me,
1: well, I don't know enough about Snow Alley girl, which is why she's sitting there, but I think they're just like, they have their own lane, they run which in it. Which is why and she's sitting there. <laughs> yeah, because I want to know more about her. But they have their own lane, they're not trying to be other people, they like found their niche and they're just like they're cool They're just doing it. it. Yeah. They're just living
0: it. Speaking of niches, do you want to hear about murder or what? Um yes okay um well this one actually doesn't involve murder so i take it back (laughs) oh okay so no niche okay so no niche but um (laughs) let's let's step out of my niche for a hot second um so this i listened to a dateline podcast about this and i've been really interested in it ever since because i i normally present maddie cases that i already have an opinion about or like at the end of it, i can present you with all the information and be like here's what i think And even if I'm, like, iffy, I'm still, like, this is kind of where I lean. Yeah. This one, honestly, I don't – I have no clue. And so I wanted to present it to you, honestly, because I don't know.
1: Ooh. I know. I'm excited to think – or to see if I think a certain way
0: about it. I'm excited, too. So just know ahead of time I don't have – I don't know. And the thing is, nobody really knows. In this small town of where this takes place, um, people still are very – uh, conflicted on how they feel about this. So, again, this is going to be a true crime case for people that don't like murder that much. I mean, granted, you're going to like it if you do like true crimey things, but if you mm, are scared of murder, enough. no one dies. So, um, maybe I shouldn't have said that. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Okay. So, <laughs> um, April 4th, 2005, there are rumors that a fugitive is on the loose in Louisiana. I'm just going to come for the month of April first here really quick because I hate the month of April. You're going to come for April. But yeah. If April was a girl, I'd punch her in the mouth. Okay. Uh, are you going to give April a chance to defend <laughs> herself?
1: No. She. I. What are you talking what about? What do you hate I, about April? I've given April a chance to defend herself every single year of my whole life. What happened so bad in April? I just hate April. It has
0: bad vibes for me. It has okay. like, I'm actually not a spring girl myself. It's not even spring. I like spring. Okay. It's April, Gosh. March. God forbid Maddie agree with me on one thing.
1: <laughs> March is like teetering the line. The only thing that redeems March for me is Grace's birthday. <laughs> and Olivia Grimes is also her birthday's in March. April can literally fall off the planet. Really? Yeah. I hate April. I have really something against her.
0: I actually almost kind of agree with you. I think I just want to disagree with you now. It's just bad vibes to me. Nothing. (laughs) Hey, April, what's up with the bad juju? We're not into it. April
1: has bad juju. And if your birthday is in April, I'm so sorry that your whole life also has bad vibes now. (gasps) I'm just coming that feels really hard. so intense. I'm really coming hard for- They didn't choose to be born then. Literally no reason. I'm I'm actually more heated about the topic right now than I've ever been. I just usually- <laughs> am like No one else has ever
0: been heated about how much they hate a month, I don't think.
1: I know. Well,
0: no. Actually, my dad hates January and forgets the fact that his daughter- His first child born. was born in January, but- I'm he, being dramatic, but I also
1: like- There's
0: some truth to the fact that I don't like the month. <laughs> Like if I, I you think just said that so seriously, like you were coming clean about something. There is some truth to the fact that I don't like April. That much. Like there's some truth. There is, there is. I'm, I'm like coming at it really hard because it's funny
1: <coughs> to me. Maybe not to anybody else. No, I'm laughing. I'm being dramatic, but I also like want everybody to know I really don't like the month of April. Like if I had to get married in the month of April, I would think forever
0: that my marriage was going to be doomed because of April, because the month. Something's in my throat. I'm a little scared right now that I'm going to die. Is it April? Um,
1: <laughs> just, what does it
0: even mean? I don't know.
1: But I, I if she was a girl, I would punch her in the mouth. I'd pop her one right in the mouth. Well,
0: just get it over with. Okay. So uh, do we feel okay now? You now want me to I not mention like, April yet. Now
1: I feel okay. I needed those like
0: good. seconds of silence. I'm glad we could
1: talk about that. I'm yeah, glad we got that out there. Do you have, have a month that. you don't like, particularly for no
0: reason? I mean, I, I hate to say this. I'm not really a fan of April myself. Oh.
1: Okay. I mean, I didn't. I don't want to punch her in the mouth. Let us know if you get bad vibes from April. What or zodiac, any month really? What zodiac sign is that? What zodiac? April sign
0: April is uh. <laughs> wait a minute. Um, Mar- going into March, it's at, so some of it's Aries, and then what's after Aries? i couldn't tell you um because my sister is an air is an aries and she's at the end of march so i think it's aries and whatever comes after aries and i don't know what that is virgo no not virgo libra
1: aries is march 21st to april
0: 19th and then what comes after that
1: taurus oh i like taurus though um yeah i like taurus, taurus. What is libra I don't know. And you're like, I, my niece is born on the 30th of March. So that's another March that just made the cut before April.
0: Otherwise one or two more days you would have hated your niece. Stupid Lucy. God, (laughs) grow up, pick a different day to be born. Okay. There's a fugitive on the loose, if you don't mind. April 4th. Oh, you remember that? Yeah. For a girl who has terrible memory, that was pretty good.
1: I do certain things correct every once in a while.
0: (laughs) Okay. I was wondering you were going to finish that. sentence. Okay. (laughs) a call comes into the county sheriff from Texas um, saying that they suspected that a wanted man in Texas has fled to Louisiana and is hiding out there. So the sheriff of the county in Louisiana goes to check out the address that he's given because um, they're tipped off that somebody is there. So he drives 65 miles out from the nearest big city where there's a little ramshackle mobile home and they realize that it's also a chicken farm. So it's just, it's a lot of Louisiana stereotypes. I feel like, um, this is the home of Samantha and Richard Deal. The Deals have been living there for five years. So when the police get there, they go, knock on the door. Only Richard is there. Richard says, the only thing he says to police says, oh, I knew you were coming. I just didn't know when. Done, oh. done, done, done. Done in a neighboring farm. His wife, Samantha Deal, is working. The police um, manage to get in contact with her. Whenever she's coming back, she just finished up work at another chicken farm. I think that's the only thing to do there. And comes back to the property, and that's whenever she encounters the police are there. When asked what condition she's in at this point, what she looks like, they say that she seems healthy and normal and, like, she's been well taken care of. So um, Samantha Deal and Richard Deal are taken away from their property in handcuffs because they are actually, in fact, not Richard and Samantha Deal. He is a man named Randolph Dial, who's a fugitive, a hitman, and a conner. She is Bobby Parker, a school teacher and the wife of the deputy warden of the prison where Randolph Dial had escaped 10 years before. Whoa. Right? They fell in love? Well, we don't know. So she had been missing for literally 10 years. Everybody in her hometown suspected that she was dead. So she is found with Randolph Dial, this man who had worked at the prison. So um, the reigning theory, though, that has been like through the town is that Randolph had schemed, gotten control of the car on an outing, which we're going to get into because he was uh, minimum security, Mm -hmm. Uh, had kidnapped Bobby. He had most likely killed her. But of course, Bobby's found alive and well. So news reports in 2005 are all figuring out this wild story of this woman who had escaped after a decade in captivity, which happens. Those are like some of the craziest stories. That's what everyone is assuming probably happened here uh, at first, at least the people that are coming forward at first. Yeah. Let's back up. So, Bobby Parker grew up in Kansas. She went to college in Oklahoma. She started dating a man named Randy Parker whenever she was in college and then get married in 1982. Um, Shortly after, they have two daughters and their lives go as typical southern Midwest families go. Um, She's a school teacher. He works in the prison system. And at one point in the 90s, the two begin working at a local prison. Uh, together. So she's working as a teacher and she's teaching inmates who have special needs and he is working in administration. Bobby is teacher of the year at one point. Um, And then in 1992, her husband, Randy, is named deputy warden of Oklahoma State Reformatory. So they end up living on prison grounds right outside the wall. There's like a house right outside there and they Mm -hmm. live in it in a town called Granite, um, Kansas. Kansas? Kansas. I think it's Oklahoma. Um, Oklahoma, I lied, I'm wrong They're all the same out there They're literally all the same Tell me the difference (laughs) There are none Thank you, okay So, now this is also an important detail There's a new warden that comes in Whose name is Jack Cowley And he's getting to know Jack Harlow Oh, other, okay, yeah Um, (laughs) No, Jack Cowley He is getting to know these new inmates And how they tick And who the problem inmates are going to be Um, One of these inmates that he develops a positive relationship is Randolph Dial because Dial has been there for a while. He is smart and he's charming, but he's also super infamous in the prison because he's a hitman. And so uh, one of the other things that kind of is like their bonding thing is he's been in the prison for a while. and He's an artist. He makes like really beautiful pieces. They all do. Okay.
1: There's only so many activities you can get involved with. They all learn how to sew. They all learn how to make earrings and they all learn how to draw. (laughs)
0: carry on people are going to wonder why you know that i'm educated okay all right (laughs) um so the new warden is inspired by randolph dial's abilities and the way that he uses art and he wants to promote some art programs that they're going to put in place at the prison now that he's the warden he wants to start all of these programs and so he asks randolph for help and of course randolph is willing to do that because he knows that it's going to come with less security so they decide to start making pottery with inmates to sell and promote the program, and they end up setting up this really cool studio that's in the Parker's garage just off the property. So they have to have lower security clearances, and they can drive them right across the wall to the property, and they're obviously supervised the Why entire time. Why did this ever get approved? Um, well, it's for if you have like maybe like a low security inmate, like you might not think, and the way and I mean, oh. No. Well, there's also, they had what they thought were good clearances in place that, you know, which, I mean, I think with a certain amount of inmates, it might not be a problem, but you have to have, like, if you, maybe if you had five other people there to monitor the inmate that's out of, you know, past the prison wall, but as we're going to find out, <laughs> spoiler alert, they don't, <laughs> so. Right,
1: like, that is so expected. Right.
0: Right. So, Bobby, Teacher of the Year, is nominated to be the one to help out with the program. So, when Dial is working at the house, she says that she requested that they meet out front because she's not comfortable alone in the garage with him. Smart. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, um, people speculate the fact that she says that because they remember that she once drove Dial into town by herself to meet shopkeepers with approval from the warden. Um, She and Dial work together really regularly. And then Randy starts to think that this guy is spending too much time at their house alone with his wife. So he never says, Um, like, "Yeah," he never says, I think that they're, like, doing anything. He isn't suspecting that at all. He's just saying, like, I think that this Guy thinks that he's like, owns my house. Like, this is, like, he's entitled to this now, and I don't think it's okay. So he tells Dial to back off of Bobby and to back off the arts program. And so they start to to um, do less of the, like, t- they don't go over as much anymore. So <clears throat> it's a few months later, August 30th, 1994, She is working on art with Dial when all of a sudden she says she starts to feel really dizzy and woozy. Now keep in mind, this is all coming from her after the fact, so this is her perception of what happened. Dial is in front of her, all of a sudden he pulls her up and she feels her legs go out from under her and everything goes black. Randy comes home for lunch around noon and he finds that the house is totally empty. When he had left, Dial was working out in the front yard. So had left in the morning, Dial's working in the front yard. But then he goes in, there's a sandwich in the fridge with a note from Bobby saying that she had gone shopping and she would see him whenever they get back home from work.
1: Ooh.
0: So the next thing that she can remember is waking up in a car and he tells her that they're in the state of Texas.
1: Wait, so here's the thing. He is at the house by himself with Bobby. Yes. It's not like there's five guards there. No.
0: Should be so.
1: Uh, that doesn't make any sense from the prison to send one man
0: mm-hmm.
1: with a woman guard.
0: Mm-hmm. She's not even a guard. She's a teacher.
1: A woman <laughs> teacher. <laughs> 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 are you kidding? Me? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> now he's pissed. My yeah. cough makes it the wheeze more. This intense. whole
0: thing comes full circle. Why, of why it's stupid? <laughs>
1: Why would that ever be allowed? That's the dumbest thing no. I've ever heard.
0: It's stupid. It's absolutely and stupid. And he's in hes in prison for what? Uh, murder. Yeah. What? <laughs> he's not in prison for stealing a pack of cigarettes. He's in prison for murder. He was a hitman. He killed a karate teacher. Yeah.
1: Like, that's... What, uh, mm-hmm. Somebody.
0: Please. Yeah. So, all of this happens. She ends up in the state of Texas where she comes to. She said there's blood on her arm and leg when she wakes up. Um... And he is driving the family's van. Dial. hmm so Who's working in the front yard? <laughs> <laughs> he was working in the front yard when the dad came home. When he, was, when he, he home. left that morning to go to the prison.
1: Gotcha. I thought he came home and he was working in the front yard and the wife no. was nowhere to be He
0: gone. came back at noon and no one was there gotcha, and right just you the gotcha. sandwich was there, gotcha. if gotcha. that makes sense. Okay. So... Meanwhile, as everything's happening back at home, one of the Parker's daughters gets home from school. She calls her dad around 445 to let him know that mom is at home. He starts to worry at this point, and he remembers that he hadn't seen Dial when he was home around lunch. Okay. And so at the time, he probably thought that he was back in the prison and his wife had gone out shopping. But now he's like, wait, that doesn't make much sense. Yeah. So he asks another officer to check Dial's cell to make sure that he's there. And, of course, Dial is not there. So now he knows that he's not accounted for and his wife is not accounted for. Something's up. So back to Bobby. Bobby wakes up. Randolph tells her that they are in Texas. He wants to uh, get the cuts on her arm and leg bandaged up. So he takes her to the store. He gets a few items there, but he also allows her to make a phone call. So she calls her mother. (laughs) She says that she thought the phone call was going to be able to be traced. And so she wasn't too worried about that. She just figured if she called someone, it would be fine. She tells her mother to tell Randy and the girls that she loves them. And then she hangs up before she can say anything else. Yeah. Which, who are you making that one call to? Well, you would think your husband. Right. (laughs) Like, I feel like if that would make the most sense, but she calls her mom. Um, Yeah. So I don't know. Um, it's odd that she doesn't call her husband. After all, they have two girls home that are eight and six. Like they're little. And they're at the house. Mm-hmm. While
1: they're teaching art in the garage.
0: No, that would have been she. They were. He was supposed to be gone by then. Oh yeah. Um. A day later, she also contacts her best friend and gives her the same message to tell Randy and the girls that she loves them, and that's it.
1: She doesn't say like I'm in danger. Please help me.
0: No. Some guy took me. Nope. And she knows who the guy is. She can't even say some guy. She knows exactly who he is. So is a plan. We don't know. Uh. So she makes the phone call. They are taken to a Texas motel or he takes her to a Texas motel. She says that he binds her wrists, ankles, wrists and ankles and whips her severely. He threatens her that this is nothing compared to what the people that he knows will do to her if she doesn't comply and to her family. So they abandon the van. There is no evidence of struggle whenever it's found. So when people find it, they're like, okay, we don't know what to make of this. Because it's not like there was no sign that he had, like, beat her up, anything like that. Yeah. Um, Randolph knows people. So he manages to get cash and a gun. He threatens her with the gun before they go to Houston. They check into another motel where he binds her again. He drugs her. He locks her in while he's gone. Um, But the whole time he's feeding her, he's bathing her, but he's also raping her with objects, according to her. Never him, but with objects. Yeah. (laughs) What? Oh, yeah. What? Mm -hmm. Not, yeah. What
1: What motel objects? What? This has to be from a motel. Well, that's where
0: they're at. Well, yeah, he might have brought something. What? Anything. Can a hairspray? I don't know. Can a hairspray? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) It's just the first thing I thought of. Oh, my God. Hairbrush, I don't know. Um, So this happens for eight months. They're on the run Um, until April of 1995, your least favorite month. Um, This is whenever the OKC bombing happens in Oklahoma, obviously. So this ends up pushing everything with Bobby Parker to become a cold case. So no one is out looking for her anymore because the OKC bombing is like taking up all of the police force. So this is frustrating for her husband, who's constantly wondering if every dead body that turns up in the state is his wife. Um, he does find out though, that Randolph was trying to barter for Valium on the prison market. There's no concrete evidence that he ever got it, or if he gave it to Bobby, or if that's what it was for, he could have just been keeping it for himself. Um, also inmates knew that Randolph had been infatuated with Bobby. That was like common prison knowledge was that he liked her. Um, Meanwhile, Richard deal and Samantha deal are living on a small farm in East Texas. They've changed their names and their identities at this point. So, Bobby says that she became Samantha to survive. It was the only way to live. So, in 1997, she's – or I'm sorry. In 1997, he starts a pottery company called Terracotta Gardens. (laughs) They advertise. He speaks at women's luncheons at a country club. Um, (laughs) He's out doing things alone, and she's back at the trailer. And people ask, like, okay, you're back there alone. Like, he's out here without you. And she says that she's back at their trailer tied up. Um, okay, so a woman named Deborah Grace um, lives in East Texas. She runs a chicken farm where eventually the deals move to help her tend it. Deborah knows from the jump that he's abusive and he admits that to her. He's like, Yeah, it's my wife. I can beat up my own life. Like, whatever. Ew. Yeah. Um, Deborah tries to help her, but Samantha keeps refusing help. She says that um, she would invite Samantha over to her house and she kept saying, No, like Richard won't like that very much. He won't like that very much. So it was obvious to her that she's a battered woman. Um, didn't assume that she was a kidnapped woman with a fugitive, but, you know, knew that something was up. Yeah. Um, in 2000, that's whenever they move again to another chicken farm. Um, despite all the moving, she says that his control is still really great over her. He kills two of two dogs of hers that he got her. He would kill them as punishment for disobedience. And one of the dogs he killed right in front of her. And then he blamed her for it. Um, so Dial is a narcissist as most of these people are, um, yeah. he um, gets a grand idea to uh, brag one day. So he calls an ex-cop, an author who has written a book on him, on what the hell, on him, a man named Charles Sasser. So, um, yeah, so Charles Sasser had written a book on him and about, like, some of his crimes from before, and so Dial somehow manages to get his contact information and calls him. He tells him that they have had a great country life for the past seven years, that they made an honest living, he and Bobby, and Sasser wants proof that she's alive, because he's like, I don't have anything to back this up. And He says, oh, of course she is, and you can talk to her. So he goes over to her. Yeah. She's in bed. He puts her on the phone. She tries to go back to bed, and so he reaches for his gun, and she said, no, it's okay, fine, I'll do it. She gets on the phone. He says, stick to the questions that he asks you, and he's standing there while she's on the phone with him. This is the only time she's ever gone off script. She asks if her children are okay. Charles Sasser says that they are, and he asks if she was okay. And she said, yes, I'm okay, and I'm happy. And that was it. Hmm. So he then contacts the FBI to let them know, but he doesn't know where they are, obviously. So no one ever comes for her, and so she's sitting there, like, waiting for somebody to come and rescue her, and no one ever does. That is until spring of 2005. Bam, bang. Bam. So, at this point in spring 2005, she has been missing for 10 years, 7 months, and 5 days. She Christy. is greeted by the three officers who ask her what her name is, and <coughs> she tells them that she is Bobby Parker. And this is the first time that she said her name in, like, 10 years. That's so weird. Isn't that weird?
1: 10 years? So,
0: Randy still works for the Department of Corrections, and he drives six hours after he gets the phone call to go see her. There is no doubt for Randy that he's just ready to bring her home. He's not even worried about whether or not you know, like whether or not he thinks that she went willingly or not, he knows that there's speculation about that, but he just wants to see her. Um, so they try to immediately go back to a private life. Randy says that he doesn't ask questions, but he does recognize that she is different. He said that she's acting like a prisoner. It's obvious to him that she's a battered woman and has been controlled for a very long time. Like she asked for permission to do pretty much everything. Mm-hmm. But of course, this isn't the end of the story because the sheriff who arrested the two of them had a weird story about the arrest He said the joyful reunion that Bobby remembers is not the same reunion that the cops remember. The sheriff says the only thing that he heard her say when they arrested the two of them was I'm not cooperating. I'm not cooperating. Tell him I'm not cooperating. Um, She says that she did this to avoid him hurting her family. He, she was convinced that he was powerful enough that he was going to go and hurt her family. Um, Deputies also search the property and that's whenever they find a lot of cards. There's Christmas cards, there's Valentine's Day cards, there's daily notes that are written from Bobby to Randolph. Uh, Valentine's Day cards are from Sam, that's how she signed off on them, and there are photos of them together smiling. The letters say, I love you, and they talk about enjoying time together, and they're like long letters. Like They're not like quick little baby notes, they're longer. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, So as this information starts to come out and police are becoming skeptical of Bobby's story, other people start coming out saying that they've been skeptical of Bobby too. One of these people is the warden, Jack Cowley. He said that he had suspected almost right away that Bobby had a hand in Randolph's escape. He had driven past the house one day while Bobby and Randolph were working together, and they were sitting on the front porch drinking coffee or tea together, like really casually. Um, he had a little inkling that this might be inappropriate but thought he was being paranoid. But keep in mind with this whole anything that he's saying, he has a reason to be on this train because he was negligent in this whole situation. Right. So if he says, like, oh, my God, it was her fault, then it's not his fault. Yeah. So take that with a grain of salt. But there's also the phone call that Bobby made to her mother, um, yeah. which uh, – that that's just weird. And then two other phone calls that she made after that to her best friend – so, oh, no, I'm sorry. One to her friend and one to her sister-in-law. Randy knew that she made those calls, and they asked him, like, why didn't that sketch you out that she didn't call you? And he just said, I figured that it was because Randolph couldn't le- wouldn't let her. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the other people that's very skeptical of her is Charles Sasser, that guy who called the FBI Yeah. that whole situation. He recalls the night in 2001 when they talked, and he's confident that she was not stressed at all in that phone call. So it didn't sound like sh- this man had a gun and was threatening her or whatever. Like, you would think he would be nervous in that situation. 100%.
1: Apparently
0: she wasn't. Other police say that it's sketchy that she doesn't take any opportunity for 10 years. And that includes in 2004 when Dial was in the hospital for a sudden heart attack. Bobby stayed by his side the entire time she was not in captivity. She was...
1: Huh.
0: She, yeah, exactly. Like, for the most of it, I can think that he has, like... Intense control over her. She has a little bit of Stockholm Syndrome. Like, I can buy that
1: mm-hmm. until
0: he has a freaking heart attack.
1: Right, right. Like, you have every opportunity. Literally.
0: To um, disappear and the, you don't. Exactly. The trailer has two bedrooms, but it's obvious that only one of the bedrooms is being used. They also find condoms and a vibrator at the um So they were together. Trailer. Well, she still insists no. They weren't. But they were. Oh, well, I, I know. Um, I know. That's what I'm thinking. But there's also an alleged history of Bobby having an affair with a prisoner. But granted, this is what the prisoner claims. So we have to, again, grain of salt. She says that she can't recall how she left the prison that day, but a prisoner swears that he saw Bobby driving the man. Oh. So that throws a lot, a lot out there. Um. So it's the third anniversary of her rescue. Bobby has no idea that they're still investigating this. She thinks that she's like moving on with her life. And this is like in the past, whenever she's arrested for assisting in a fugitive escape, oh my Bobby gosh. is adamant that she did not go willingly. So the case goes to trial three years later. Um, Charles Sasser is called to give his take that she went willingly. The former inmate testifies about the affair as well. Um, and the person who saw her driving, Warden Cowley also helps the prosecution. But her defense attorney puts up a really good fight on these charges. He shows that the inmate who saw Bobby allegedly driving had changed his story multiple times. So mm-hmm. he can't really be trusted. The affair could have been bogus due to the inmate's mental illness because apparently he was iffy. But honestly, most people that are in person have some sort of diagnosis. I don't know if you can necessarily discredit them for that. It could have been that he was trying to get attention, though, or make himself relevant. It's kind of hard to tell. Um, now... You may be wondering, where is where is Randolph Dial in this whole situation? He's yeah. dead. He had <laughs> said over and <laughs> That's
1: funny. I just did not think that's what you were going to
0: say. <laughs> he had said over and over, though, that he did not take Bobby willingly, but he had died um, from a heart issue while he was in prison. Um, Now, the defense attorney also shows a report about Randolph Dial from his psych evaluation from whenever he first came into the prison, and it says that Dial was very manipulative, primarily towards women. And so they warned against letting him work alone with women. He was urged by the head of security. The warden was urged by the head of security to consider reading the psych evaluation before he had her working or had him working alone with Bobby. And he basically told him to like know his place because he was the boss. And he was like, whatever, I don't need to read the psych evaluation. I know who this guy what is. Yeah. An idiot. Yes. Um, Callie had also been given two other tips, apparently of where the fugitive was staying, but had never reported them to the FBI. Why? Um, he has a bogus answer for this. He says in the interview that he was content with the fact that he was out and wasn't committing any other crimes. What? That's not the point. First of all, what is what I have right here. <laughs> and he's a total dick about it in the interview. He's like, it's, it, it was the weirdest thing. He was like, at one point she says like okay yeah so then he's like okay it's my fault Yeah, it then it's my fault yep ew he's gross it That's was what just... my mom says well i'm just the worst mother aren't i <laughs> like no one and says that, what mom. he's saying he's like yeah, yeah yeah so it's my fault and he's like doing this creepy smile it's terrible whatever bobby ends up non-testifying in the trial but she denies having fallen fallen in love with him the biggest thing in the trial is the heart attack um Everybody's wondering how that, why you wouldn't leave. And the thing is, as I'm thinking of it from the perspective of one of her daughters, like your mom has been missing for 10 years. Uh, yeah. If my mom was missing for that long and on year nine, she, this guy has a heart attack and she does not come home. I'm furious with her. Furious. Like that. She missed out on 10 years of their lives. For what? And I know that she's saying it's because she was trying to protect them. I just don't know. I don't know. So there's that. Um, so this is what one of the letters says inside of it. We've had a great ride. Let us enjoy life, celebrate living for it is so short. God placed me in your path for a reason. I really do love you. I don't know, but she, so they asked her about that and she says that she did what she had to do to survive and she said what she had to say. What? But you didn't have to say that. And you didn't have to stay there. And you and let's say you feel like you're so controlled you have to stay there. You had to write him, a, like, a three-page love letter. No, you don't. You, no, you don't. You don't.
1: You have to be, like, actually brainwashed to do that.
0: Which, I, I mean, Stockholm
1: syndrome's a thing. I know. She could have been. But... That doesn't make any sense.
0: I have no idea. I don't get why she doesn't leave after. Uh... If you she's, she's she's afraid that he's going to find her. He knows where she lives, he knows where her family lives. He's going to come after her, is what she's yeah. saying. Uh that's just no. She insists that the vibrator was a gag gift. Um the condoms were a part of the rapes. Why is he putting a condom on a cucumber? Why is he doing that? <laughs> I don't know. Um so obviously a lot of people think that the warden is to blame. I agree with that. The warden insists that his policies were not the problem. Um, but at the end of the day, Bobby Parker is deemed guilty by the court and is given one year in prison. She's out again by 2012. She is back with her husband and her family who still adamantly believe her. Um, they were considering for a while also putting the warden on trial for negligence. Oh. Um, but as of whenever they made this, uh the Dateline episodes from like 2012, I think, or 2013. Um, as of then, he was, I believe, still the warden. Wow. Yeah, he never got fired for anything. But yeah, so that's the story of Bobby Parker and the really weird that's so kidnapping. Weird. I don't know what I think. <laughs> I don't either. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. It stresses it's me out. Like I don't any have an sense to me? The condoms and the vibrator really get me. Yeah. No idea what. Yeah. Why? why? But he also. But I don't know if any credence can be given to the fact that he's saying like, "No, I kidnapped her. No, I kidnapped her." Because if he, if they were in love, he might be like, "I have nothing to lose, but the woman I love. Like, I don't want her to go to prison." Right. Like, I don't know if we can even say that that matters. It doesn't. But her husband is, like, completely, you know, he he was without her for 10 years and stayed and, like, is now just back with her and they're back together as a happy little family and, which I mean, I don't know how what? happy they are, I guess, but, yeah.
1: I'm watching this show with Corey. Well, he's been watching it without me. Um, but they basically are on a plane and the plane disappears for five years, but they don't know
0: that. Whatever. Oh, Manifest. Yeah, on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, the acting is just so bad. I can't get over it. Yeah, it is
1: really, really bad. But the storyline's cool. <laughs> I think that the storyline's like a reach. Even if the actors were really great, it's like, I don't know. I only get that episode out. <laughs> It's written. It's bad. But if you were married, this is a different version of this kind of If you were married to somebody and they were gone for five years or 10 years. Yeah. Would you break up with your new significant other to be with your husband? Oh. Like, would you go back to him?
0: I actually, for some reason, thought of, oh, no, I think it was an I was in this case. I was
1: thinking, like, what would you yeah, do? Yeah, like, exactly. Like, sh- he's gone for 10 years. You thought he was, like, missing or dead. And then they come um, back. Like, would you take them back? I think if
0: you're dating someone else, you – break up well obviously depending on the situation but in my brain i'd think i'd break up but what if you're married to someone else is my thing married to someone else is different married to someone else is different then it adds a whole new element but and but i'm thinking of what if you're the other person like what if you get married to a guy who was married before and they thought his wife is we his wife is presumed dead wife turns back up are you sitting there like Hey, are you are you leaving me? Like, what what's the right thing to do in that situation? I don't know. That's so hard. I mean, and that's that's the situation. People My thing put in. would be
1: this: if you like fully grieved that person and have moved on, and you can love me fully, then okay, we'll be together. If you still have any feelings, which nine times out of ten, nine well, times of out of ten, you you're going to, then be and with if, them. if it's
0: the parent of your.
1: Yeah, especially if it's the parent of your kid. Like, it's just it's probably not going to work out. And I think that way, too. Like, if Corey disappeared for five years, I would never be with somebody for five years. Like, five years after, I feel like I would be single for, like, way too long. Yeah. But if that were the case and I was with somebody and Corey came back, I would for sure dip with the other guy. Yeah, they're not with him. Without him. Well, that's what you're saying now. You never know. But I would always be like, "This is the father of my kids. This is the love of oh, my okay. life. there's kids here. Yeah. This was supposed to be my forever, and it was taken from me. And now I get this crazy second chance with him. But then you attach this forever with another person. Yeah, but he wasn't my my first, my one and only. He was my second and other. I, don't
0: I would, know. I would
1: have so many what ifs, like. Why did he come back?
0: How did this happen? But then you're just gonna have a whole separate thing of what ifs. With the other guy? Yeah, now if you're but you you go back with I don't like that this is an actual thing with Corey, because now I feel like I'm like, don't pick Corey. But like, oh, no, no.
1: <laughs> yeah, okay, we'll just pretend that I got married to somebody else
0: and that Well. It's, no, lost. it's, it's lost in translation now. Yeah. But no, I don't know. I feel like I would oh God, I don't know. That's so complicated. And like do you come back and are you like I mean, granted, you had to expect that let's say it's ten years, you're like, okay, I'm glad you moved on and like you had a life. Ten years.
1: That's so long. It's so long.
0: Ten years. Where were you ten years ago? Ten years ago? Two thousand eleven. You were eleven? I mean it was two thousand eleven. It was twenty eleven, that's where we
1: are. Ten years ago I was fifteen. That's
0: really weird. <laughs> oh, God. Imagine all of a sudden just being 14 again. 14, 15 again. No, it's weird that I can say
1: 10 years ago I was 15. I feel like I was 15 two years ago. Mm, I think I was 15, yeah,
0: like a minute ago or so.
1: 10 years ago I was 15 years old. I was <gasps> in a bad relationship. I just got my driver's license. No, I was. I didn't get my driver's license because I got that one when I was 16. Mm. I, was,
0: I had my driver's permit.
1: What? That's so what weird. What was I
0: doing – I guess I just gotten out of eighth grade and fourteen, mm-hmm. or no. no, fifteen.
1: I mean freshman year.
0: No, because f-
1: I was fifteen my freshman year of high school.
0: Oh, you're right. I was. I was thinking of. I was mad that I was fourteen whenever I went into my freshman year because I wanted to be fifteen so I could sing Taylor Swift's Fifteen whenever I went in first oh day, when I was when I was fourteen. I
1: was fifteen. I was older than like everybody though.
0: So I was going – this is my summer before my freshman year, right? Yeah. I don't know. And I was so scared. I cried into my eggs that morning whenever I was getting – Because you were going to high school? I was so scared. Oh, I was pumped. I actually don't remember the Well, first didn't you day. have the same
1: school? Oh, yeah. You had a new one.
0: I had a new school, oh, that's yeah. Oh,
1: terrifying. And we had, like, a campus set up,
0: and I was so scared of getting lost, and I was so we scared We had one of-
1: hallway. Well, <laughs> we had
0: two hallways of classes, but <laughs> most of
1: them are in one hallway, so – And all your lockers were also in the
0: same hall. I remember I had um, swimming my freshman year, and it was in building three, I think. And then I had to get back up to building one, which was across campus and uphill the entire way. And you would walk up from swimming, and I'd go to my history class, and my hair would freeze on the way over. and have icicles in my hair, and I'd have to break the icicles whenever I sat down because I'd have to walk that whole way up we we're like out of breath and you're like exhausted and your hair soaked and your makeups gross and you just wanted to be we gone. didn't have swimming and it also was never cold enough to have
1: icicles in my wet hair mm. really in Washington no people eastern Washington has like extreme um weather
0: mm-hmm.
1: Western by Western. The, everybody by the water doesn't mm-hmm. have very extreme. interesting Anyway, crazy
0: time. Why did
1: you do that? Because when I said anyways, it sounded like that to me. I didn't hear that.
0: Well, um, let us know what you think. Yeah, um, please tell us what you think, because I honestly don't know. I'm very iffy. I went on Reddit and looked around a lot, and everybody else was also theories. conflicted. Yeah, Oh. everyone else was also very conflicted. It wasn't like anybody was really on a diehard camp. I'm, I mean, there was a couple people in the diehard camp of that she definitely went willingly. I think she did. If I leaned a certain way, I think she did. I agree. I think so, too. But I'm also like, I also don't think like. Uh, There were certain parts of her story, if you watch the Dateline episode, because I watched it and I listened to it, and watching it was a little bit different for me because I think I got a little bit of a different angle of it because I just felt like some of the stuff she was saying didn't add up. Yeah. The idea of all of a sudden you got dizzy and then he picked you up and your legs went under you and you woke up and they were like, okay, this is a weird thing. Blood is just on her arm and her leg from where? No one ever gave any context as to where that was. Random places to have cuts. Like for what? Yeah. That just felt weird. It felt like she was like, where's a non-life-threatening spot I can pick? And then the other part was whenever she he went to pull a gun on her whenever she was supposed to be talking to that guy, that one author person. That also The way she says it sounds really disingenuine. Like it sounds like mm-hmm. she was saying uh, yeah, and then you went to pull the gun on me and I said no. I don't know. It's just the way she says it, <laughs> yeah. it didn't feel right to me. That felt weird. But then I also have to consider the fact that her family believes her. Why though? Uh, her family believes her and she... I don't know. Actually, I don't know why I would believe her. I don't believe her. I think she went willingly. I don't know what I think. And I don't think that
1: The vibrator and the condoms were a gag gift. Why would
0: you get them? Why would you get your prisoner a gag gift? For what? Yeah, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. And you don't write to your abductor and say, "God put you in my life for a reason," do you? (laughs) Like what? No, unless she has like
1: severe Stockholm syndrome.
0: But usually, I feel like people that get Stockholm syndrome aren't regularly regularly being raped with objects. And she insists afterwards that she – here's the thing with the Stockholm Syndrome, though, is that afterwards she immediately is like, no, I don't have anything to do with him. Like, if you have Stockholm Syndrome, that would persist. Yeah, You'd be like, no, he didn't do anything wrong.
1: No, I think she was all for everything and then after was like, I'm going to go down worse if I say I had something to do with him. Yeah, because then you would lose everything. Or I was in love with him or, like, I played any part. Yeah, she would go down.
0: So she switched up. But like, Look up a picture of him. He's like an old man. Ew. What's his name? Randolph Dial. Yeah, he's not a looker. I don't – I think he probably was just very charismatic. And they even say that at one point in the interview. They ask her like, oh, yeah – or they're telling her, yeah, apparently he was rumored to be very charismatic and very magnetic. And she was like, no, I don't think so at all. It's like, you're just overcompensating now. Ew. You can say that you thought that he was charismatic. Okay, like... they
1: both look creepy, though. That's them? Yeah.
0: Oh. No, that not the guy on the left. That's her current husband. Yeah. The that's... guy on the right is Randolph style. So. This guy. Yep. That's what they looked like at the time. Oh! I would... N- ew. Ew. She fell in love with that man. Santa looking ass. That's weird. Yeah. they. I mean, they were...
1: They were together for sure. She was. You think? She was. They were both being weird together.
0: I am iffy. And I'm telling you, as one of her two daughters, I would be furious with her. She looks a little not well. She doesn't look well in that picture, but I'm hoping it was a bad angle. Um, What's up with his haircut right there? This one? Yeah. He's balding? Yeah, but look at it. I don't know. I I think that's Randy Parker. Mm, Can't be right. (laughs) Different guy. So, yeah, that's that. Um, Yeah, let us know what you think. Let us know if you think she's innocent, she's kidnapped, whatever. If you listen to the documentary or anything, let a girl know because I think that might give you a different perspective. And hearing her is a little different. Like, I think it changed my perception, seeing her versus hearing her. I don't know. I just, I don't like not having an opinion on certain things. I know. It is so up in the air. Like, I just want to know what happened. But speaking of wanting to know what happened, who do you guys think killed John
1: (sighs) Just wondering. Everything boils back down to that. At the end of
0: the day, I just want to know who you guys think killed John Otherwise, I don't know why you're here. Okay. Are we done? I think so. I think so, too. Okay. Well, okay. Everybody have a nice
1: life. Love you all. Oh, goodbye. <laughs> what? I,
0: no, I just yeah, love them. No, sure you do. Say it. Aw, it's weird now. Say it. Say no, it. I just don't want to say I love you to a mic. You know what I
1: mean? Say I love you guys.
0: For some reason, whenever I said a mic, I just imagined Mike Galasso like over the <laughs> over the mic. You know what I mean?
1: I don't want to say I love you to a mic.
0: To a mic, any mic, any mic. I'm <laughs> just not into.
1: Um, can you tell them you love them (laughs) bye guys I love you